welcome back to the club, ladies. My name's Alex. I'm your host and healer. Welcome back to another episode of the Spiritual Baddies Club podcast. It truly is just a podcast for the girls. It's a podcast for the healed hotties. It's a podcast for all the girlies out there who really are looking to start integrating these practices these up levels, these shifts into their lives and ready to normalize how tough it can really be in this world, but how we're going through it together. We're moving through it together. We have a beautifully juicy episode today that I'm so excited to dive into. So let's begin. So a conversation that I have all the time, especially in my line of work, is really about normalizing manifestation. And really what manifestation is to me is your ability to call in opportunity, experiences, resources based on desire. And there are a lot of different ways to manifest. And in fact, each unique person has a different makeup that allows them to explore their best way to manifest. No one manifests the exact same as anyone else. We all have our own relationship to it. But one of the things that I noticed this past week that I was super tapped into is actually using nostalgia as a way to create space for manifestation. So let me explain. In order for us to call in our deepest desires, in order for us to manifest opportunities, to um, just be in alignment or be in of the same frequency of the things we deeply desire, we have to deeply believe that we're worthy of it. We have to feel like it is already ours. We have to think like it is meant for us. You have to move like it is already yours. And that's what keeps you in the same energy of that thing that brings it to you. So let's say that you want a promotion at your job. It's not just about like, one time speaking into the universe like, oh, I want a promotion and then never thinking about it ever again. No, it starts with your belief system. Like, do you believe you're worthy of that job? Do you believe that a woman like you holds space for that job and can excel at it and be incredible at it? After you've gotten through the belief system part of it, you get to the feelings part of it, right? Like, do you feel like you could have that job? Do you feel like you're ready for it? And belief and feeling are different because belief is like head and heart. Feeling is the entire body. Feeling is like it's more than just your psyche thinking you can do it. It's like does your physical body understand how worthy you are of it? Do you actually from like deep down in your gut know that you can have that promotion. Then you start working on your thoughts. Then you start working on, okay, think like the promotion is yours. So think when you're in the workplace, what are the little things that you could be doing that are in of alignment of that job? And that kind of moves into how you move, how you act. Act as if it's already yours. Obviously don't step on anybody's toes or don't be telling people what to do if it's not in your pay grade or if it's not been given you, it's not been given to you, but like, It really is the way you act. It's how you move. It's how you carry yourself. And that's, for me, the most generalized way to allow, to not even to allow, but to speak about manifestation. That's where everyone should start. And there's little nuances to each one of those buckets depending on who you are and your makeup. But no matter what, those are, that's where we all start. 
And so we want to bypass belief for a hot second. I want you to get back to feeling. Let's say you already are in the belief that like, yes, this promotion is mine. I am worthy of it. I deeply believe I can do this. Okay. Now I want you to talk about the feeling. You need to feel in alignment with it. You need to keep your vibration, your energy, who you are at a frequency that is in alignment with this thing and so you have to be really conscientious of everything that you're consuming everything that you're consuming on social media how you're treating yourself the conversations you're having with each other even for super sensitive energetic people the music that you listen to and so for me recently I've noticed that depending on like what playlist I have on in the background really does monitor how much work I get done or how I feel in the work I'm doing and I know in my last podcast episode I said this but like I'm feeling so good about where I'm going and I'm feeling so grounded in my work recently I don't have the space for anything to come in and mess with that frequency I do not have the availability for anything to come in and mess with that frequency so with that being said I've recently been really conscientious of everything I consume and one of those things being music I started a brand new playlist with my best friend of just really good feel good music that puts me in a good mood but one of the playlists I've been listening to a lot recently is salsa music so growing up I have these incredible fond memories of on Fridays coming home from dance class and in the living room dancing with my dad dancing with my mom having friends over that were getting to see my culture for the first time and seeing how excited they were to be in such a lively and vibrant environment I have vivid memories of the songs playing in long car rides of my family singing to them looking forward to certain songs to get on the dance floor I have memories of wanting to learn instruments and understand music at a whole different level because of the environment that was created for me and it was one of the proudest things when I first brought my husband home at that time he was obviously just a boyfriend but like one of the most important things for me was for him to see our culture through music for him to understand how important it was for me to dance and to express myself with my family I'm not fluent in Spanish my family who's listening to this is smirking and chuckling because they know my Spanish is not great and so the one thing though I've been able to really connect over no matter what it is is with music and so recently salsa music for me has just been so healing it's put me in such a beautiful mood the nostalgia of it rather than making me sad that those experiences might not be as frequent anymore or that I'm not a child anymore and I can't have those moments in my living room with my father it it doesn't change the feeling that it gave me when I was a little kid. And so when I have that music on, the feeling remains. And I can tap into that frequency. And when I'm there, I am moving, girlfriend. I am getting things done off the list. I'm in a good mood. I'm expressive. I can feel my aura bouncing off of me. And so I'm offering this to you all today. Understand that nostalgia is a vehicle for feeling and so if you're looking to be in a certain energy if you're looking to call something into your life please allow yourself to think back to the moments in your life where you can think of nostalgia where you can think of what it felt like to feel expressed and open and available and happy and joyful 
go back to those moments and if there's a song associated a genre an artist play it you might cry a little bit like I cry every time um it's like I first listened to certain songs but like it's happy tears it's it's tears of just extreme joy and it reminds me of the potential that I have when I am at my fully most expressed version of myself. It reminds me I have to be expansive. I think sometimes we look at nostalgia and like I have really interesting memories of this exact suggestion I'm, I might be giving. I have memories of living in LA and being a couple years out there and just deeply missing my family. And I would play salsa music in the car and I would cry because I missed them so much. And I just wanted that energy back. But at the time, I didn't realize that what I was tapping into, that that piece of nostalgia, it, it doesn't have to be a sad thing. It's a beautiful thing. It is those moments in your life where you are making memories, where when you are creating these like imprints on your soul that are never going to go away, that I'm going to be like an old lady one day and I'm going to think about being eight years old in my living room, dancing with my parents, with my family, with my friends, and just being my most expressive sense of self. I'm even getting emotional now just talking about it because that is one of the most powerful moments in my life. And so I, I implore you all, Go back to those moments. Even if at the beginning you have to cry through it like I am now, like maybe even that release is necessary. But like go back to those moments. Extract the nostalgia. Extract the expression. Extract the joy. And allow that to be the vehicle that brings you to what you deserve right now. There's so much bullshit going on in the world all the time no matter what like a couple episodes I even said like it's so ghetto out here like it really is and so if we know that then it's your responsibility to be in the vibration to be in the energy you desire you could either succumb to how sick and twisted and miserable life can be sometimes or you can take the energy that is available to you you can tap into it and you can create from that space and so what really has been the most powerful pieces of my week this past week has been when I am open to expression, when I can open my heart, my mind, my energy to the endless possibility that is my business, my relationships, my life. So go back to your nostalgia, find those powerful imprinted moments remember that little girl or that woman it might not have been in your childhood but remember that piece of you and how if in the moment you might not have known it but that was you with all the walls down exuding an aura like no other you can tap into that right now it didn't just die then it's always been with you it's just deep inside of you you have to tap into that I just can't stress enough nostalgia is such a beautiful vehicle to bringing you to what you deserve, what you want, what you are calling into your life. It is in you already, so it's not something you have to go out searching for. Give yourself space this week at some point in time when you're driving, when you're in the shower, before bed maybe, and just really call upon that powerful moment of nostalgia for yourself and ask yourself, where can you tap into that feeling? For me, it was music. For me, it's salsa. For you, maybe it's cooking, maybe it's having a certain scent in your home, 
maybe it's a certain layer of jewelry that you should be wearing every day so that when you catch a glimpse of it in the mirror, you know, it's just a solid reminder. These are the small lines that we get to tug on every day in our lives that keep us connected to our purpose. I had a couple really interesting conversations over this past week with multiple different people in my life just about our ability to confront really hard and difficult and tough moments. And it was really interesting because I feel like there were some conversations I had where the conversation that needs to be had or needed to be had or the conflict that is that is here, you really do have two choices. You could either run away, you can escape, you can act like it's not here, it doesn't matter, or you, you can just face it head on. And even if facing it head on is the harder, tougher, more difficult decision or the one that's more energy consuming sometimes like that is the best thing to do because the evolution that comes from that is going to ripple into every other experience in life and recently I think that what I've realized is that in my own life I have allowed myself to be of one of two extremes I am either going to be gung-ho all for something incredibly loyal even if I feel like it's wrong, I'm going to do it. Or once I have been wronged or something doesn't feel right or I'm in disagreement, I'm going to swing the other way. I have nothing to do with it. I'm going no contact with it. I am dropping it like a hotcake. You can't get me to, you can't tell me anything different. You can't get me to change my mind. I'm not doing it. And the craziest part about it is I think that I mistaken that extreme swing for boundaries I think that I looked at that swing and I was like this is me upholding my boundaries this is me protecting myself or or making sure that I have peace but like no that is just taking the rhetoric of wellness and the rhetoric of mental health and allowing it to get in the way of healing get in the way of the truth and get in the way of honesty And so in these conversations this week, what I really noticed, especially because they weren't so personal to me, but rather I was able to be a third party person, I was able to be the fly on the wall, was that I don't want to ever run away from the hard stuff ever again. I don't get me wrong, like if someone disrespects me or someone doesn't deserve to be in my energy or doesn't need to have access to me sure I I can have those boundaries set in place but above all what are you running away from when you put the walls up so high that no one can see in anymore that is you running away that is not you protecting yourself that is actually you being the most vulnerable you could ever be because you're not allowing yourself to experience and allowing yourself to feel the conflict the exchange that's in front of you and so without getting too specific into these experiences I just I got really not triggered but just my I didn't love one of my reactions when I had someone come to me and say like well maybe everything just stops maybe everything comes to a halt and and nothing can ever come of this situation and I was a little bit triggered by it because I was like that is not the answer that can't be the answer we cannot allow the reactions, the energy, the belief systems, the feelings of those around us to dictate 
what we allow ourselves to enjoy, what we allow ourselves to experience, what we make ourselves available to. And so I I just don't want to run away anymore. If it's too hard to be honest, then that person should sit with it the most. I think that's the that was the craziest part for me is that if I'm running away from something, it's because I'm not allow I'm afraid of being honest. I'm not allowing myself to be honest with the person, with the situation, with the experience at hand. And so it's just easier to run away. But here's the thing. It doesn't matter how far you run. It doesn't matter how much you want to put this off. It doesn't matter what you're doing. It's like putting a Band-Aid over a bullet wound. You are going to have to deal with it no matter what. It is only going to ripple into your life in other ways that honestly could probably be much more threatening and much more hurtful than if you were to just look at what is being presented to you, look at the invitation to heal, to be honest, and even if it's hard, even if it's going to be difficult, even if it's going to bring on difficult feelings and really ask you to show up energetically much deeper than what you're typically used to you have to do it you have to I think that there's this this conversation that we're not having enough that if you are running away from people in your life if you are not showing up to the situations at hand and you're just allowing the walls to go up you're running away you're denying the up level because that is what even the hardest conversations you need to have. May it be with yourself, family members, friends, neighbors, acquaintances, you know, the person who parked next to you at the grocery store. I don't know. Whoever these tough conversations with, they're invitations really so that both of you can operate at not only a higher frequency and better energy, but just to have deeper empathy and understanding and compassion. And I think that was the wildest part about this revelation when I was talking to the different people in my life was just that like how much longer are we willing to avoid the tough conversations that need to happen? How much longer are we willing to avoid the truth? How much longer are we willing to deny ourselves of experiences, of time together, of memories to have of resources to share just because of disagreements tough conversations different belief systems it's such a waste of time it really is it's such a waste of time and the and time is it's so precious on this earth as much as i talk about the human experience being full of suffering because girly pop it is There are silver linings in this lifetime that are so worth living and being present for and understanding. And so why are you wasting your time running away from the conversations and from the moments that are meant to expand you? Every time you deny your expansion, what you're really doing is running away from your truest sense of self. And I'm not doing it anymore. I'm not. I didn't think I was doing it. And I don't think that I'm the biggest culprit of this. But it was just so blaringly obvious to me when I was having these conversations. Like, wow, escapism, running away. It's it's the avoidance of it all. It is such a deep, deep form of resistance. And I'm just not, I'm not willing to do it anymore. I'm not willing to make 
sacrifices to what I know deep down is the right thing to do just because I don't want to you know present be the mirror for somebody else that needs to do the work or I don't want to upset someone or I think this is going to be easier because then no one has to deal with it I refuse to live a life like that I think that's what brings on those deep dark clouds because you're 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 living out of truth for so long that you're so disconnected from your true values and what you really desire that you don't really know how to move or or where to start and so here's where I'm starting I'm no longer willing to negate and like not have the tough conversation I'm no longer willing to be a friend a wife a family member that pushes truth to the side in order to make someone else feel comfortable we all reserve the right to be the most expansive versions of ourselves in our relationships and if it makes somebody uncomfortable that is their work to do and I think moving into the holiday season that's gonna be my mission is I'm not going to harbor any anger resentment I'm not going to harbor any feelings of oh I I can't be I can't say that because that's gonna that's gonna make it really awkward or that's gonna make it really different I'm not gonna do that I have too much respect for the other person and their ability to heal I have too much I, I I I trust that being the mirror for them whether they choose to accept it or not that's their journey but who am I to take their that experience away from them So yeah, running away from solutions, or rather situations, isn't the solution. It's just prolonging the inevitable. It's just allowing you to circle the drain until finally one day, the universe, God, whoever you believe in, gives you no choice but to look at the message deep in the face. And I don't want to get to rock bottom that way. I I don't want to make the universe do that. I I want the universe, which it is, it's always divinely supporting you and guiding you to what's meant for you. But we have to remember that just as much as we don't miss our blessings, we also don't miss our lessons. And so if it's here, it's here for you for a reason. Something I learned recently in my, my past life regression training is that the subconscious only shows you what you're ready to see so you're not going to see anything that's going to be overly traumatizing or that's going to be like you know life triggering or altering because like your subconscious is only going to show you what you're ready to see to the point where fun fact in past life regression your subconscious will actually put you to sleep if it needs your body to heal from something that maybe you're not visually ready to see but your body is is ready to move through so that you could expand that's how powerful our mind and our bodies are so i'm i'm just I'm going to trust moving forward that if something arises, if a conversation happens, if an experience is in front of me and I or somebody in that conversation gets uncomfortable or I feel like I need to change my rhetoric to make someone feel better, I'm not willing to do it anymore. I deeply trust that we all experience and we all receive as we need to. Who am I to play the universe and say, well, I'll just keep this from you. Radical honesty, while it might be difficult and it might be really hard sometimes, I think is the only way for us to continuously live out our deep internal truths. And I think integrity and truth for me are always going to come over wanting to make sure you feel comfortable, even if that's tough. I guess that kind of brings us to the next topic really seamlessly. 
which I want to talk about perspective. Perspective is a choice. You get to choose the lens you look at your life at. And I'm not talking about like delusion and reality. Like reality is reality. You know, the money in your bank account is reality. The bills that you have is reality. The responsibilities you have in this life is reality. To act like those things don't exist is delusional. Don't get me wrong. Um, But when it comes to your outlook on life, the way you view your life, the narrative almost, like if you had to narrate those responsibilities, the bills you pay, the titles that you own, the money in your bank account, that, my friend, is all grounded and rooted in perspective. Perspective gives you the choice to see potential or see the bad. Right? So you can look at anything in your life and see the the potential of it or you can see the risk of it all. You can see the victim in every situation or you could see the opportunity for growth. I also want to point out here it's not victim or hero. It's like self-victimization or opportunity to see your potential to grow. And I think that's something that we give away so easily. When the going gets rough when it feels like it's just raining and pouring all over the place. What keeps the raining and pouring, the bad weather afloat is you narrating your life from a place of self-deprecation, of depression, of sadness, of grief, which like, don't get me wrong. Those are things that happen. Like you are allowed to have sad spells. You're allowed. I'm not asking you to practice toxic positivity I'm not asking you to sit here and be like everything's perfect everything's great even if you feel like shit on the inside no like feel your feelings girlfriend if you feel like shit on the inside feel your feel those feelings but recognize it's a choice to just feel like that every day or to acknowledge that that's how you feel today and so I'm gonna do something about it tomorrow so for example if I do technically feel depressed or sad or I I can't break that hunch and I've tried everything I could either choose to be like that every year or every day or I can go seek therapy I can go seek help I can go look for support groups I can go actively allow myself to experience different communities that might give me resources to feel better let's say I'm feeling stunted in my financial ability I just don't see how I'm ever going to be able to get out of this. I could either look, go to the grocery store and look at everything and look at inflation and look at the what's happening in the world and look at how much money everything's costing and be really discouraged by continuing to enjoy my life because of how much it's going to cost me to live. Or I can accept that as a true fact and look at my day-to-day actions and look if there's anything that I could be doing to help myself financially grow. Maybe that looks like budgeting, having a better budgeting system so I'm not going and spending money in places that it doesn't need. Maybe that means starting a side hustle from a passion of mine to see if that brings in any sort of extra income with the time that I have left. Maybe that means hiring a financial advisor and really learning the literacy around money, right? Like these are all solutions. And I think that the problem that I have currently with perspective is that people are not willing to see solution because it it would mean they have to grow. Again, we're talking about you getting in the way of the invitation for growth. And another one of those is by actively deciding that your perspective is better off 
being miserable than seeing potential. And I think that's like one of the biggest icks in my life. Like I can't stand when someone uses their shitty perspective as a reason as to why they can't expand or like why they are the way they are. I think that that's such a cop out. I think it's such an excuse. You have the opportunity to see your life through whatever lens you'd like to see it. And if you want to choose scarcity and sadness and misery over abundance, prosperity, sovereignty, potential, awareness, that is your decision. But keep your decision on your side of the road because not over here. What you are is what you attract, and I'm not going to attract anything that is going to keep me down and out for longer than I need to be. Once I notice a feeling has risen for me, I'm not going to write it off. I've gotten much better at that. I used to just like toxically remove myself from the feeling. I'm not going to do that anymore. I will be present with the way I feel. I will allow myself to get to the root of that feeling, but the moment I'm at the root, We're moving through the process. We're going to look at our belief systems. We're going to look at our thoughts. We're going to look at the way we feel. And most importantly, in those moments, I'm going to look at my actions. I'm going to look at what am I going to do to absolve me from this feeling and to get me back into the perspective that I know I thrive best in. Get me back to the lens that allows me to see the beauty in my life every single moment rather than the things I don't have or rather than what's not working or rather than what's going wrong today. For everything that's going wrong, you're you're missing all the things that go right every day. It's like I'm getting frustrated even talking about it just because I I don't I recently just encountered so many different energies that just don't see the beauty of of everything that's given to you without you having to even work for it you know the ability to have certain people still in your life the ability to wake up every morning and have an able body to have a heart that's beating to see the world with my two eyes and experience it to smell certain smells and be brought to beautiful memories of my life to have the community and the people who love me like I I I I can't imagine a world where I have all of that and yet all I can see is what's not working. What's not working just seems the loudest because maybe your soul or your experience, you're looking for the validation of wanting that thing so badly and that's where all your focus is. But open your eyes, broaden your perspective, look around, look at everything you have. And so yeah, that one thing isn't going the way it should and that is on purpose The universe is asking you to look deeper. The universe is asking you to say, okay, what needs to grow still? What needs to change still? What needs to move still? But look around. Look at everything else. You have everything you could ever need. And the answers that you seek for what's not working is found deep within yourself anyway. I just think that as we enter this season of giving and we enter the holiday season of supporting other people being in touch with family members that maybe you're not always around or connecting with friends that you might not connect with all the time I just I need to stress so much that your perspective is your choice you get to choose how you look at this you can either choose to look at it and be miserable or you can choose to look at it and accept the reality and move on one of the greatest lessons I've learned recently is that 
You have to take people at face value. You have to take experience at face value. Why are you going into anything expecting anything different if for years or for, um, you know, if for years on end you've gotten the same result? It doesn't mean that you don't you don't have to hope for a different exchange. It doesn't mean that you're not open to it being differently, but it does mean that you're not going to put your energy, your thoughts, and almost lie to yourself about what something could be. It's you taking it at face value. You meeting your expectations exactly where they're at. And when you can meet your expectations exactly where they're at, you then have control about how you want to look at the situation. So for example, let's say that you are, let's say you are struggling with a, a friend. Let's say you're struggling with a friend. And you're just have, you're having a moment. You and that friend really truly aren't seeing eye to eye. And you have a Friendsgiving next weekend that you know this person, this friend of yours is going to be at. Okay, so let's take it at face value. Let's, let's not pretend here. Me and this friend are not great with each other right now. So I'm not going to go in and expect this friend to be head over heels when they see me. I'm also not going to go in and think that this friend is going to shun me. I'm going to Take it at face value. Me and this friend are at odds. When we walk in and we see each other and we have to experience each other, it's not going to be the same. It's not going to be what it was. And I am open to understanding and I accept that that that's where I'm at in this relationship. Ready? So, okay, I've accepted that. Now I have the perspective. I could either let that ruin my entire Friendsgiving. I could go and be miserable and have a face and have terrible energy and have shitty conversations Or I could take the perspective of, okay, like me and that friend don't see eye to eye right now and I hope for the future that we can come to an agreement where we both respect each other or whatever the problem may be, but this is my friend's giving and I want to be present. I'm so excited to see so-and-so. I'm so excited to experience this. I'm really grateful I get to make X, Y, and Z dish and I'm so excited everyone gets to eat it. I don't know, but like you have the opportunity to change that experience for yourself. And even if you are at odds with that friend, you'll still have a good time. You'll still be present. There are still people in that room who love you and appreciate you and want to be around you. Why are you so willing to give away so much of your mental health, so much of your energy, and so much of your space to people, things, experiences that just don't matter? They, They aren't a They aren't anything to do with you. And I know that's a very direct rant. Like I am ranting, right? I am going on. I am passionate today about this. But I think it's it's something we would all serve from. I think that, you know, if if you have something on your heart, if, if something's really bothering you, it's, it's exactly what we've been talking about today. Ask yourself if you're running away from it. And if you're not running away from it and you're showing up to it and you're doing your part on your end, then you you show up to it. You understand the expectations of it. You understand how it's going to rock. And you have the choice to change your perspective around it that day or that moment. You have the ability to decide. Take whatever control you can get. That is what we can control in this life. We control our thoughts, our feelings, our actions, our beliefs. We cannot control that of others. And so a part of what we can control, oh, and we also can't control time. So what we can control in the time that we do have is the way we want to look at our lives, the way we want to think about our lives, the way we want to believe we deserve things in this life. I don't know about you, but I'm not going to live on this planet and actively choose shitty perspective. I'm allowed to have shitty days, but I'm not going to actively choose 
scarce, small, and belittling perspectives. That is so disrespectful to this beautiful life I've created. It's disrespectful to my highest self who wants nothing more than for me to thrive. And it's disrespectful to my future self who only wants to see me live the most fulfilled, cared for, and expansive life possible. Okay, so as we know, we are in this season of giving. And that is, I think, what it means to at least practice Thanksgiving. Do you practice Thanksgiving? Is this a practice? I guess not. I mean, it's a holiday. I don't know. And I got into like a really interesting conversation with my husband the other day about this. I honestly don't look at Thanksgiving as anything other than like a day of gratitude. I, when I used to live out in Los Angeles, it was too close to Christmas to come home and it would be way too long of a time to be home, to be home from like Thanksgiving through Christmas and New Year's. And so I would wait until about December 18th, 20th to fly home and then I would be home for Christmas through New Year's. Anyway, I would spend a lot of time, I've had a lot of very interesting Thanksgivings in my life because of this. I would always spend it with my best friend Kayla and with my now husband John. Well, not always. Kayla was always. Um, And we would always find something interesting and fun to do. But eventually John joined us. Anyway, all I can remember, my favorite Thanksgivings were the ones that I got to teach yoga that morning. And I, I got to have a deeper conversation about gratitude. Now, I used to work, if you know me and you're listening to this podcast because of the studio I worked for, I used to work for a corporate yoga studio that, let's just say, idolized toxic positivity. They they looked at gratitude as like, we're going to not pay you and you should be grateful <laughs> that you have yoga. Like, it was a very interesting experience, to say the least. No, no harm, no foul, no shade, but like facts are facts. It was a very interesting experience. But the one thing that I... I've done since I've not worked at that establishment is I've had to rework my relationship with gratitude. I think that because I was just introduced to gratitude at such an intense and almost toxic level, I got really cringed out anytime somebody was like, make a gratitude list or what are you grateful for? Like, I would just be like, ew, ew, ew. Like, I can't think about that. But like, Now that I'm in a much more healed place from that experience and I can actually look at that job and find deep gratitude for the people it connected me to, to opening up this world of wellness and mindfulness and for really holding space for my very first spiritual awakening at a point in my life, I I really appreciate the gratitude from it. I'm not grateful. I don't know. It's like a weird thing. I'm not grateful for the place. I'm grateful for the lesson and what it gave me. And so... I really want to talk about gratitude. I I want everyone to understand this is not a cliche thing. Like this is not a thing that like my the girlies out there that have kids like this is not something that like we just instill when your kids come home and they're like what are you grateful for? Like I really want you to look at the fabric of what it means to be grateful and bring that to the forefront of your mind as we move into the next two weeks really because gratitude is a feeling it's not a thing right so like we talked about feeling and how that really brings upon manifestation but you you actually can't have more if you're not grateful for what is here now that's like I always tell people you used to pray 
for where you are right now. So for you to shit on it so deeply or for you to like talk so poorly on it or to not look at it as anything other than that, that's you being ungrateful. That's you being ungrateful for the blessings that came through your hard work, through your prayer, through your mindset. So this season especially, I really want to highlight it's time to be grateful. It's time to look around and to stop worrying about everything you don't have and really start looking at everything that is here to support you, to love you, that is there for you. And it goes back, I mean, all, this entire episode, it's really like a compound episode where all these topics really relate one to the other. But like, again, it goes back to perspective. Like you can choose to be grateful for the connections in your life and the love that you have, or you can choose to be miserable about the all the different things that are coming up for you. Something that I am realizing for myself, especially as we, we call into the holidays and I look around me, I am so wildly grateful for the relationships in my life this year I think that this year if I can look back in reflection this has been one of the toughest years of my life I think because of the personal level my entire life I've just been so ambitious and I've chased my dreams endlessly I don't like the word chased because I've attracted a lot of the things to come to me but like I guess what I mean is like I've just been in in such ambitious pursuit of everything I wanted in my physical life and I got there and I did it and I always tell people I wanted to be an entrepreneur since I was a little girl. One of my very first memories of somebody asking me what I wanted to be when I grew up, it was an entrepreneur and a dentist, which is weird because I hate teeth and mouth and anything around there. But anyway, um, I think I liked the white coat. I think I thought the white coat was like a a moment and like I could have never been a doctor because gross. Anyway, I'm getting off topic, but regardless, you know, this is what I've always wanted. And so it makes sense that now that I've reached it, it's time to look at my, my relationships and don't get me wrong. If you know me personally, you understand the deep patience and presence I've needed to have to navigate a lot of the relationships in my life and to grow through a lot of them. But I think more than ever this year really asked me to find the integrity in my relationships, to find the love, the compassion, the people that are for me, to This year is the year I learned that it's not about fitting in anywhere. It's about belonging. And the only way to belong is to be so authentically yourself, to be so rooted in your self-expression that you have no choice. It is inevitable that you attract the people that are for you. And sometimes those people are your blood relatives and your family. And then sometimes those people are are the friends that magnetize you, that become your family. Sometimes it's opportunity. But like this year taught me that you are not meant to fit in anywhere. If you're fitting in, you're forcing, you're pushing yourself to be something that you're not. And you can only lie to yourself for for so long. You are meant to belong. And you belong in the spaces where you can be the most authentically yourself, where you can be the most of your self-expression. 
And so with that, I have no choice but to look back and be so grateful. I've never been so close to people in my life who have made me feel like I belong. And I've never been able to make so many different decisions in my life and hold that line so clear for myself so that I don't put myself in circumstances where I have to compensate or I have to compromise rather for who I am in order to fit in. And I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for the friends and the family who have been here through all of it regardless. I'm grateful to the friends and the relationships and the family that stepped up and that did the work themselves so that they could belong too. And now we could like really cool and awesomely, I don't think awesomely is a word, but like we could really expand together and now hold space for each other. Like I'm so grateful for them. I'm so grateful that I have family members that are in their later 80s and 90s that are still showing up for me and now my husband and they are still just loving on us endlessly and being there everything they possibly can be I am so wildly grateful for the especially the way the women showed up for me during my wedding and more importantly thereafter and the way that they just were so unconditionally present and loving and patient with me like it's 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 almost indescribable how much gratitude and how much love I have for them I just feel like we have gotten so out of touch with looking around and being like wow look at that like look at how beautiful that is I'm so grateful and so I really ask I, I give you all this invitation Stop worrying about the little stuff. Stop. Look at next Thursday as an opportunity to be deeply grateful. Look at this past year in reflection. Who has been there? What has shown up miraculously? What surprised you? What did you least expect happened for the better? When did the universe look at you and say, okay, well, I know you wanted this, but I just gave it to you better. Look at the relationships you were able to build. Maybe look at the way you advanced in your career. Look at the opportunity you had to be present with your family. Look at the risks that you took that paid off. Be grateful. Just be grateful. Because I'm telling you right now, not there are people who would pray to be where you are or to have what you have or to feel what you feel can you imagine that people praying to to be able to feel the way you feel not even have what you have forget the material stuff forget the you know experiences just to feel that's nuts and it's taken for granted every single day even by myself like I'm not I'm, I'm preaching to my own choir so please for the next two weeks and there on after, but especially the next two weeks, next Thursday when you wake up and you're getting ready and you're pulling your casserole out of whatever fridge, whatever's happening, I just, I really want you to be so deeply grateful for the fact that you made it and all the different things that you were able to curate for yourself this year, that this month, this week, and operate from that space. Make decisions from that space of gratitude. Speak from that space of gratitude. And anytime you feel yourself moving away from it, getting a little greedy, 
let's say, and I know that sounds harsh, but like when you feel it happening, I just want you to look around. Just look around. Because I bet you, even if you're alone in a room, you can look and find something to be grateful for and mean it deep down in your belly. This is such an emotional episode for me and I don't know why. I'm not an astrology girly, but I am aware there was just a new moon yesterday on Monday. Today's Tuesday. So speaking of the new moon, actually, I am seamlessly moving today. Okay, so speaking of the new moon, um, the new moon was yesterday and If you're not someone who knows about like the moon cycles, that's totally fine. I'm going to break it down for you. Again, I am not an astrology girly, but I do need to make a point here. So we had a new moon yesterday, Monday, which I believe that the energy from these things kind of like lingers on, according to my friends at least. Um, And so let me actually, I want to give you the exact definition. Ready? Okay, so for all my girlies out there that are like super not, astrologically present um the first thing I'm going to tell you is be present with the astrology like if if the moon controls the tides then you should understand as a woman the moon has an effect on you has an effect on your emotions if that bitch can move water she can move you baby on the inside and on the outside if she can pull gravity she has something to do with you I'm sorry. That's a that's a real life thing right now. So I want to break down for you. This past new moon was in Scorpio. Again, I don't know about astrology, but I do feel comfortable sharing my understanding of it. So what a new moon to me means is fresh energy, new beginnings, wiping the slate clean, um, resetting, reassessing. Um, yes, it's just like a reset. And I'm going to explain why I I feel so deeply about this. My understanding, and I would be more than happy to share with anybody the resources that I've used to gather this information, but it being in Scorpio means truth. It means self-empowerment. It means having certain strategies or you know, just different structures. I like the word structures in place for your finances, for your emotions, for your physical well-being, for your emotional well-being. It's safety and it's security. So I'm going to read directly for you the New Moon Workshop. I'm going to read what was in the bio. The New Moon Workshop that I take, it's on YouTube. It's donation-based. I highly recommend. You can literally donate a dollar and you have access to it all. It's amazing. But um, this is the first new moon of a six-month cycle. It's time to open up and be honest with ourselves about our emotions and desires. We're stepping into a new chapter after the intensity of this past eclipse cycle. What seeds do you want to plant now that we've finished releasing? It's time for your rebirth. Be intentional about where you're directing your energy, focus, and attention. It's time to level up. You've got a fresh six-month chapter to do it. Let's go. So I've loved the energy I'm feeling from this new moon I needed to wipe the slate clean I did so much healing over the past over the summer especially like September August September I I healed ladies I was present I showed up to the work I did the work and I feel really I feel really good about all of it so this new moon specifically for me has been about resetting habit It's been about wiping the slate clean and reminding myself, okay, now that we did all that work, who is the woman you are becoming? What does she do? What are her practices every day? What are her non-negotiables? How does she show up for herself? 
And so I'm starting small, but I'm coming back to my rituals, coming back to making sure I'm in bed at a certain hour, make sure I'm consuming certain foods, make sure that I'm consuming less alcohol, make sure that I am showing up to move my body as often as I feel comfortable, which to me is about five days a week out of like the seven day week um getting back to meditating regularly getting back to my gratitude journal every morning and every evening um just the different cycles of self-regulation that allow me to be my most expansive sense of self and so I invite you all again if you would like access to these things they're completely donation based some of them are even free they're just on Instagram on YouTube they are so helpful please dm me shoot me a message i would be more than happy to share with you everything but even if you just feel moved here like it's time to start over it is start it is time to start cycles and systems that are meant to support your freedom this can be relationship freedom friendship freedom financial freedom freedom from self anywhere where you're looking to up level you have look what could you do in six months how could your life change? What are you going to show up to regularly? And if you really want your life to change, it starts with micro movements every single day. What are the different things that you need to adjust within yourself in order to be in alignment with what you truly deserve? And so that's my, those are all my moments this week. That's all my feelings. You're in my feelings. <laughs> I still have to figure out like what to name this section or even if it needs a name. But like these are my feelings. Hi, welcome to my insides. Let's move into our Healed Hotties hot take. Okay, so I know we literally just talked about this, but I'm going to reiterate it here. I didn't realize that this was a Healed Hotties hot take so seriously. But I really want you to figure out your routine. What's something that you need to do, but you know you're not doing it because it's going to force you to grow and change? And I think I actually want to highlight that. So it is a little bit different from what I just said in my little mental health moment. What do you know you need to do, but you're practicing denial and making excuses and you're not doing it? Maybe that looks like setting up a schedule for you to do your laundry, aka that's what I'm telling myself. Maybe that looks like having a certain day you go grocery shopping so you always have nutritious foods in the house. Maybe that looks like making sure that you plan your you know, your therapy sessions or your coaching sessions in advance so that you know when you are carving out specific time for you to invest into yourself and to work on your inner self, right? Like, what are you avoiding because you know it's going to force you to grow and change? You know it's going to force you to do the hard thing. I want you to figure that out and add it to your routine. Maybe it even just is creating a routine in general. But, you know, I think we all have that deep inner knowing of like what we know we need to be doing but we're just actively choosing to do something else and don't get me wrong I'm the first person to say like just because you know better doesn't mean you have to do better you can like know better and actively choose not to but I'm pushing you especially with the energy of where we are right now do better like if you know better let's start to do better second thing here you're not doing the work if you're not putting in the work and okay, let me actually even go deeper right away. The work isn't measured by how many hours you're gonna like sit and meditate or how many times you've logged your journal this week or, you know, how many, I don't even know, like how many sound frequencies you fell asleep to. Like that's not you doing the work, but the work is measured by how consistently you can remain regulated internally. How your nervous system functions, that is you doing the work. 
life is hard. Things are going to get thrown at you. The way you know if you're doing the work or not is if those things that are thrown at you completely annihilate your existence or if those things that are thrown at you actually open you up to change. When life throws at you really tough, difficult, hard moments, if you do have a regulated nervous system, it's not that those moments aren't tough anymore, but it is that you're able to get over them quicker. You're able to see them for exactly what they are, regulate in the moment, not react. Not And what I mean by not react is like not inappropriately react or come from a reactionary place where you're being aggressive or you're being mean or you say something out of context or out of pocket. That's what it means to be regulated. That's what it means to do the work. It's about consistency. It's about managing your reactions but being in touch with how you feel. And so my question for you and what I want you to take away as our second healed hottie hot take is what practices do you have that keep you accountable to feeling? So hear me out. I didn't say keep your brain clear. I didn't say keep your body moving. I didn't say like what you're eating. I said, what are you doing every day that keep you in touch with feeling? Keep you in touch with how you want to feel. Keep you in touch with being in that energy that you want to call in. Because the more and more that you can tap into that and make that a consistent process over and over and over again, that's what's going to be the thing that expands you. That's what's going to be the thing that holds you in the tough moments and powers you forward in the moments where it's time to go. It's time to receive. It's time to expand. That's what's going to hold you. So I want you to have a really clear-cut practice that keeps you in touch with feeling. My last thing here is something I actually don't talk about really often on this podcast at all. I don't think we've talked about it yet. And it's money, honey, money, 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 money. I think that there's other people, especially just in general, who have a better handle on how to discuss money. I think everyone has their own relationship with money. One of the most expansive things I learned about money is about how neutral it is. Money doesn't have a feeling. That's why it can come and go. Like money doesn't get mad at you. Like if you overspend it, it's it's not like it's going to withhold from you. Like money is a result. It's incredibly neutral. And so I would love to talk about just notice. I've had so many different conversations with people recently who are so nervous about the holidays because of the association with money. And so I just want to throw some subconscious reprogramming at you all to consider as we enter the holiday season. So first things first, just notice your beliefs around money. Like just notice, you don't have to do anything crazy, but just notice, like notice if you think, automatically rich people are definitely greedy like if you're rich then you are most definitely greedy and you take everything for yourself and you don't give to anyone else that is a belief about money that can hinder your experience to receive it same thing with like money is bad having money is a bad thing that is also something that is a deep subconscious belief that is likely a huge blockage in you getting in the way of having it. So I just want you to examine your beliefs about money. When you swipe your credit card at the grocery store, I want you to notice if you're annoyed at how much you're spending or if you can tap into like neutrality of like, okay, well, that's what it's going to cost for me to be nourished this week. Or if you could even push yourself to find gratitude. Sometimes for me, when I'm really trying to work on my money habits, when I swipe my card, I literally take intentional time to say, okay, 
my I paid twenty five dollars today at the grocery store to buy these foods that are going to nourish me, and I'm really grateful for that. And I'm grateful I have a job that allows me to provide food for myself. I'm also so excited that I'm contributing to this food store, this chain. And that woman that's over there who's working her butt off to make sure that these shelves are stocked, I just contributed back into her pocket. I just contributed into her supporting her family. And when her family supported, like, what if she has kids? What if she is taking care of her parents? What if she is, I don't know, saving up to chase a dream of hers? And I just was able to, in a ripple effect that might feel really, really far, help contribute to that. And honestly, like, that is my belief about money. Like, that, like if I really ask myself, even in the times where I feel like money might be tight or scarce, like, I, I deeply believe that that's how money touches people. It's funny. I have a control, I have a very controversial opinion, and maybe we'll make this an entirely different episode. I deeply believe that money does buy happiness. Money doesn't buy love. Money doesn't buy fulfillment, but it does buy joy. It does buy happiness. It Money gives you the opportunity and the resource to bring you to what you deeply desire. Sometimes, most times. So yeah, for me, having a positive and healthy and neutral relationship with how you handle money is incredibly important as we move into not only the holiday season, but just people that are becoming more literate every single day about money. Um, Another thing I really want you to think about is shifting your focus from scarcity to abundance. So notice where are you clinging onto money? Like you see it go in your bank account and you're like, I, if I could stretch it and just not spend a dime, that's going to be great. Or making fear-based financial decisions. So for example, going to the store and finding the best bargain you possibly can on a certain item only to have that item break on you three days later. When in reality, if you would have just been neutral, maybe done some research, maybe splurged the extra three, four, five dollars, sometimes that is literally the difference. You would have something that's long lasting that you can appreciate, that you're not frustrated while you're using. And again, to tie this into the beginning of the episode, keeps you in the energetic space of what you know you deserve and what you want to receive. The key is changing your underlying assumptions and emotions around money. When you have a greater awareness of it, the mindset shift that comes from it actually transforms your financial habits. And when you can transform your financial habits, you can transform your relationship. And when you transform your relationship, money starts to work for you rather than against you. And so just notice, I really want you to be a big observer with how you spend your money and notice where are you self-sabotaging yourself by seeing being so scared or operating from such a deep sense of fear that you don't have enough that scarcity is going to run deep in so many other layers of your life that's just like not okay and that my lady friends is episode seven of the spiritual daddies club if you haven't already please rate review leave a podcast Wow. Leave a review, leave a rating, share this with your friends, your family members that you think would really benefit from this. I am so excited to be growing this community. I will soon be having guests on this podcast. I have to, one of the things that I'm making myself really accountable for, and that's why I'm saying it here on the pod today, is really speaking more deeply about the in-depth conversations that we're having here because day in and day out, I get messages from you all about how this podcast 
makes you feel so seen and how it's expanding your viewpoint on the different things in your life and how it's creating these aha moments everywhere that is helping you live a more integrated life with who you know you deserve to be. So I vow to share this bot, this podcast more. I vow to share the messages more. And if you all can meet me there, I would be so deeply grateful. I am grateful for you all. The fact that this is my job, I'm going to get emotional just one more time. The fact that this is my job, that I get to do this for a living, it is a dream come true. It, it is so deep. It, the fact that my job is helping women heal and letting them live in their deepest sense of self-expression, having them understand their desires and removing their limitations so that they can feel like these, like the, like their soul's expression. I, I don't know. I don't know what I did in my past lives. I don't know what my soul is thinking when it rode out up the letter for this life but the fact that that's my life and I get to speak into this microphone and hopefully impact you all for the better I I couldn't be more grateful so thank you for being here I love you I love you I love you I'll see you in the club next week thank you all so much for listening today I hope that you loved this episode just as much as I did the most supportive way for podcast creators like myself to grow is by leaving a review and rating and if you're feeling extra frisky don't forget to hit that subscribe button send us a screenshot at spiritual baddies club on instagram and unlock a special gift from us to you for a limited time this has been so fun now it's time to go live your best baddie girl life i love you hottie see you next